Blessed be everyone. <laughs> Blessed be Carrigan. Oh my goodness. This is a totally different platform. So we're kind of trying to figure it out how this works. And uh, so the good thing about this platform, this new platform, is that we can actually have uh, people send us voice messages. And then those voice messages can actually be added to the show, which means that if you have a question, for instance, you can just send us your question. And then, of course, we can put you on air on our show and then we can actually answer your question directly. So it's really, really a cool new platform. Um, welcome everyone again, because this is a, a new platform. So we're on Anchor. We're also on iTunes. So if you want to actually listen uh, with your um, uh, iTunes, you can. Um, so it's just a different platform. I have this recurring question from um, uh, people interested in the craft um, and mm. the tradition. They usually ask, oh, so how would I know that the Alexandrian tradition is the right one for me, considering there's so many. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a bit of a difficult one to answer, isn't it? Yeah, well, I don't think that there is an answer to that. I mean, if someone asks me that, uh, first of all, I, I would ask them back. I would answer with a question. Do you know what the Alexandrian tradition is? Which is also mm -hmm. a difficult one because... You won't know what it is until you're actually in it. But uh, there's sufficient amount of books that you can actually look at and read and be a little bit acquainted with the information about the tradition and who started it and all of that. And um, there, I think that we are one of the most photographed, documented, photographed um, traditions in, in traditional Wicca, actually, uh, because mm. Alex and Maxine did a lot of photographs at the time. So, um, and there's a couple of books, What Witches Do, um, from Stuart Farrar. There's, uh, you know, a couple of books that actually tell you um, a little bit of the tone of the tradition. So I think... Mm. It comes down to as well preparation because we, you know, we as Alexandrian initiates, well, you know, I can't speak for all Alexandrian initiates, but the way we do it in our group is, mm. uh, you know, you've got to be well prepared, properly prepared. And the thing is that um, that's part of the first preparations of a seeker is to actually know what they're about. They, of course, like we say, the inner workings aren't available, but there's enough, like you say, enough available about the tradition to have a, you know. Yeah, good so if, if you have a good idea, then uh, you will know. You will know. Nobody can answer that question but you. Did you know? And, and it's you... not really fair. Um, if you're asking that question to somebody else, because it's not really somebody else's position to be answering that question for you. Uh, recently, there was a, uh, uh, someone that asked me that. They, they asked me, what do, you th what do you think that I should do? So what is your opinion about this? What do you think that I should do next? And I, I, I ask the person back, what do you want to do? Because it is important for, for the, the, the person to express their will on what they actually want. And this and is one of the reasons. Yeah. And take a, well, this would take, they will take responsibility if they express their own will. The reason why we, we say everything in, in, in the tradition, the way that we were taught, um, everything in the tradition has to be asked for. 
this is the reason why, and we talked about this in a previous episode, the will of the candidate has to be actually expressed. Um, and therefore, they will take charge of their own will. Um, they can't ask anybody else to make that decision for them. And it's not fair for the person actually to be asking what you think I should do. How do I know if this is for me? Well, there's no yeah. answer for that. You need to know. You are well, the it's that whole thing of uh, personal responsibility, isn't it? The craft, I think that's one of the <laughs> very first lessons I learned even you know, before I was initiated, mm-hmm. is that you take you need to learn a sense of personal responsibility. That's in the right. Yeah. We are not we are not invited to initiation. We ask for initiation. Right. Uh, that's the other thing, and that's why it's so important for a um, candidate to actually state that they want to mm-hmm. be initiated mm-hmm. because that act of stating of course puts uh, gives the personal responsibility of that choice that's right yeah like you yeah. said will yeah um look, did you know <laughs> did you know um if the tradition was for you before you um i did i did mm-hmm. and it's very interesting because i the moment that i read i think it was king of the witches um, mm. And then later on, I, I, I actually read um, What Witches Do. Uh, I knew that it was. Yeah, I knew. And, and, and mind you, I, I read everything Gardner, everything mm. Doreen, everything Patricia. Um, and there was something in there that didn't resonate with me. I mean, I knew that it was traditional Wicca, but I didn't know um, and, and, and interesting enough, the first contact that I had was with Gardnerian tradition, not with Alexandrian at all. So mm-hmm. the Alexandrian contact came a little bit later um, and I didn't receive initiation into Gardnerian tradition. Um, but uh, the first contact, meaning the first books that I read were actually about, it was during Valiente and it was um, Gerald Gardner. So um, I, I knew that that was... It was, th- it was that, but it was not that, if you, if you know what I mean. So when I read King of the Witches, then I realized, okay, so there's, mm. this is what I want. This is what I want. I've, I've had a rather similar experience of it as well, because I was always, well, always the uh, <laughs> relative term, but I've been interested in traditional Wicca for a very long time. I think it, it started with the Farrah's. In longer two thousands, early two thousands or nineties, I can't remember. Anyway, I was drawn to it, and um, what happened was that I was working in an eclectic group, and it was going well. You know, I had we had a coven that was running for a while, and uh, <laughs> but there was something missing for me. There was a feeling that there was an inner depth that uh, kind of refused to be explored without, <laughs> you know, that guidance and yeah. training. And um, I landed up, I think the first one I read was Jamal Fioza's The Voice in the Forest. That stirred something in me. And the uh-huh. contact and messages with Alex in that was definitely I was going, oh, well, here's something. And then I think it was Firechild that came around and I read that and I knew for a fact I can still mm-hmm. remember the day when I realized, oh, I have to 
and the joke was, of course, that there were no traditional Wicca teachers in South Africa, not yeah. neither Gardnerian nor Alexandrian. Right. So that was an adventure of itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, yeah. Um, I think that a voice in the forest touched a lot of people. Um, And it's very interesting to see this happening, right? So it's Mm -hmm. just very um, nice to see how that book would stir so many. um, And and it's it's very inspired um, so many people. But... um, there's so many craft books that you revisit all right. the time. That's also one of them that I do revisit every <laughs> llamas to Samhain or something, you know. Yeah, yeah. And it really, it's always something extra you see in those communications. It's just interesting, you know, yeah, irrespective of what you think yeah. about them. Or, mm. but, but there's definitely some interesting oh, yes. there. Yeah, there is truth in it, I think. Mm. There is truth in it. And the, and the thing is... Um, when you, this is another thing, right, about truth and, um, you know, because truth is a very personal thing at the same time. And it can refer to many things. It can refer to your true, the truth or your true will. What is a true will? Um, we talked about, you know, the person has to ask for initiation. So is that your true will? You have to express it um, and make it uh, visible make it tangible because that will bring your responsibility to it, uh, your decision. Um, so tr- true will or, or true ritual, for instance, or true, it's, it's something that rings true to the person. It resonates with them. It has this, it has this very, uh, very uh, specific vibration that actually rings true to you. Um, it, it almost uh, resonates with your own inner self. So it really is uh, very personal, I think, individualistic. It, it really is some uh, people have their own you know, idea of truth. But the thing is that it's very interesting because all of these things, um, to be truthful, for instance, to somebody or you know, loyalty is another thing that comes to mind, um, which I think that you had a very interesting idea about loyalty well, that we discussed um, before. I've heard people before, and this is not in Alexandrian craft or specifically, I've just heard people in the greater um, communities talk about, uh, you know, loyalty to their, um, to their teacher or loyalty to a coven or loyalty to a specific, you know, concept or idea. Now, that's all good and well, but... I think there's a, quite a danger in blind loyalty when it when the person stops thinking for themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. it's very important that it, it it's almost like the loyalty and truth goes together. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, it's something yeah. that I think one needs to be wary of. Of course, we want to be loyal, and we see it as a very high um, manifestation of of you know beauty and right. Experience. Yeah. However, if it it can become something that is used for an excuse for, right. um, yeah, in, yeah. In, in a lot of ways. Oh yes, yeah, 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 and mm-hmm. and and the loyalty, especially to to groups or to um, people, right? So mm-hmm. that is is really 
very important, uh, I think. Mm. I think. Of course, loyalty um, is a wonderful thing. All I'm saying. No, yes, yes, but the, it's very important in terms of yes. So in terms mm. of not to be blindsided by it, because then you won't. And and the thing is that um, you are well. We are taught this that that we are free mm. to come and go as our conscience dictates. And the and the thing is that yes, it is true. So there is a freedom that comes with that. You will mm. stay. Because you want to, not because you have to. Mm. You see mm. what I mean? And that mm. will reflect your own truth, meaning mm. you are there because you are true to your own conviction that that is the place to be, not because you need to be there. You, you have to. Or someone, you know, you have to be loyal to that um, group because lo loyalty can be very deceiving sometimes and it can be dangerous. Yeah, and attack, attack, everything comes slightly back to that personal responsibility, doesn't it? Um, yes, yeah. The, yeah. the responsibility for those, yeah. It's a, it's a yeah. very interesting concept how it all blends together. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. It's really quite quite um, um, important concepts, but I think that... Um, and then the, the other thing is, um, uh, you know, about uh, uh, how do I know? <laughs> well, well, how do you know? There's no way that anybody knows because, you know, it's, it really is an experiential thing. And we really don't really experience before the initiation. So we really don't know. But, um, you know, because I think people want to, right? They want, oh, mm. do you have a ritual that I can go to so that I know if this is for me or not? <laughs> well. Yeah, that's, of course, um, something that we always have to Re make people realize is that we don't need, don't on in general do public rituals. Oh, you don't? Yeah, you don't. Mm. Well, uh, well, uh, the way I uh, we were taught, no, we don't mm -hmm. at all. Um, but the thing is that there are uh, public rituals done by Alexandrians, but they're not mm. Alexandrian rituals. Mm -hmm. You see what I mean? There's a difference. Um, and, yeah. and the really important thing, the really important thing in here is to actually realize that this is uh, really, you can't really experience anything before initiation. And uh, you, if, if, if it rings true to you, and if, this, if you realize that this is the place that you should be, then you need to make the decision to ask. But before you ask, you need to know. Because well, we've always said really, this, you know, the evo there is vocation. Oh, I said evocation. <laughs> there, is, <laughs> there is the vocation within the priesthood, which might be latent. Oh, yes, but, yes, um, yes. Yeah, I well, but the, believe, but the I, thing is... I, is this that. that I remember when I went to theater school, um, one of the questions that they actually asked is, what was the last play that you actually seen? Mm. Mm. Um, and I'm thinking that this is the same in School of Music. What was the last concert that you went to? Mm. Uh, uh, and, and because they uh. wanted to know if you actually knew what theater was before you involved yourself in theater, or if you were interested in it, um, if you knew what theater was before you, mm. you know, because it, again, it's a craft. It really mm. is. So anything that it's a craft, that it's practical, um, you, you need to know what it is in order for you. And there's plenty, as we said, um, uh, to look, to read, to watch, um, mm. 
you know, so that people have an idea at least before they ask for it. Mm -hmm. um, because there is this blind thing, right? Oh, I want to be initiated. Well, why do you want to be initiated? Well, I don't know. I just want to. Uh, or, mm -hmm. um, oh, I just feel that it is right for me. Okay, so why do you know? Mm -hmm. Well, okay, so tell me a little bit more. What do you know about the Alexandrian tradition? Well, I think that it was, you know, uh, it was this or that. And it really isn't true or it isn't accurate. So before people even ask for anything, I would know everything and read everything about the thing and then I would ask if I thought that it was actually true because if you don't um, then you're not making a decision in truth you're making a decision based on an impulse which is mm -hmm. a different thing we could be here talking about impulse <laughs> forever <laughs> <laughs> the impulse could come from the vocation but the thing is of course that uh, there is information out there and when when we respond to uh, requests for initiation right. Right. Uh, we always i mean we we say we give the links to the website so we actually provide the information as well right. but um i i must say it is a bit uh, i would not <laughs> just jump into something no. without knowing what it is. Well, it, it's a little bit foolish, isn't it? I mean, yeah. would you would you would you commit to a five year uh, program in law if you yeah. didn't know what law was? I mean, mm. it, it really isn't. You know, really not. You know, you you wouldn't commit to that like that. Um, you wouldn't commit to, you know, uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I think that everything in life has to be an informed decision. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe exactly. it's just me. <laughs> um, but I think that religion falls into that as well. You know? Oh, absolutely. I would yeah. think that's the, yeah. it's one of those. <laughs> well, it was wonderful to be back online. Yes. Very good. So... Uh, Thank you, everyone, to, um, uh, for being here. Uh, if you have, again, any questions for us, you can actually use the app. It's available on Android and also on Apple um, in the iOS. Um, and uh, you can send us the messages directly to the Craft podcast and uh, record your own question. And then we can actually ask, uh, answer the, the question uh, and put the question in the show as well. Well, uh, blessed be, uh, Ron, and uh, until the next craft podcast. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs>